that you all had a very, very warm day today. It has been crazy hot in Illinois and all around the country. It's got to be like 88 in my studio slash apartment right now. It has to be 88 to 90. My little window unit is not covering it. I'm about to buy 300 fans. But it doesn't matter if I'm sweating. I am still going to do this podcast, Edge of Your Sea podcast to be exact. Thank you for joining us. This is episode 88. Our special guest today is somebody most of you have never heard of. I got to meet him through playing Call of Duty, through friends that I met in Texas when I moved down there a couple years ago for a little bit. I am, of course, talking about Kyle Salazar, who is going to be a college soccer player. Just graduated high school, so congrats to him. And he is off to college to play some ball. I know he is excited. He is a defensive man. He can do anything. He can do anything on the field. I have not personally watched him play, but I have heard from my other friends in Texas and sort of kind of from him that the dude has mad soccer skills. So congratulations to everything he has coming his way, especially the high school graduation. So we talk a little bit about everything, some soccer, some traveling, where he wanted to go to school, homeschooling, well, sort of homeschooling with the COVID deal. Didn't get to finish out his high school career at school with e-learning. You know, he was at home. So I'm going to call it homeschooling, at least for now. But we talk about a little everything. Good kid, great guest. I know you will enjoy this conversation. I'm really going to keep it short because it is super hot. And not a lot to talk about because there's really just not a lot to talk about. You know, you can always talk about something. So I got a few little things, not little in terms of meaning, but little in terms of time. First of all, I just want to say rest in peace to Jimmy Cleary. He's a Mendota kid, Mendota guy, I guess. He's a few years older than me. Passed away at 37. Wasn't really best friends with him. I didn't know him much on a personal level. We had talked about me buying, I think, a mixer from him when I was like 16 or 15 because I was into music and wanted to produce and stuff like that. I don't think the deal ever went through and I didn't buy it from him. But every time I seen him, he was always a cool dude. Always said hi, hello, we shook hands. Uh, There was one time where somebody wanted to fight me. I didn't want to have nothing to do with him. They actually wanted to fight me because I didn't want to be friends with him anymore. And Jimmy was one that stepped in and said, hey, Brandon's cool, man. Leave him alone. Let him do his thing. He might have thought, like, hey, he's got podcasts to do. He doesn't need this. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. But he was just always a genuine cool dude. And anybody that you talk to about him was just like, yeah, man, he made you smile. He was always cool to be around. Not a lot of people or nobody that I've talked to can say, like, hey, you know, not a cool dude. You don't want to talk to him. Nah. I mean... We all have our demons, we all have our skeletons, we are who we are. I mean, that's life, that's what it is. But in a general, overall scheme of things, he was a really cool dude that I genuinely liked being around, and most people can say the same thing about him. So rest in peace, Jimmy. I know you're in the heavens looking down on all of your loved ones, and they're looking right back up at you, my friend. On a lighter note, and because we are talking to Kyle Salazar, A recent high school graduate. I thought I would throw this in. I heard this on the Joe Budden podcast. Podcast that I try to listen to uh, twice or three times a week. He's got three episodes a week. So I try to catch like two out of the week. And I'm always 
like one or two behind, but I tried my best. Anyway, on Joe Budden's podcast, they were talking about Quavo from the Migos during this COVID quarantine, went back to high school and graduated. I guess it was e-learning probably, but the dude got his high school diploma. So congrats to him, man. When you're making that kind of money, and I mean, he's got money. Been doing this for a little bit. The Migos, popular. I know there was at one point they were saying they were the best group ever. That was never even a thing in my head. We're talking Bulldogs and Harmony, Outkast, Wu-Tang. I could keep going and going and going and going and going. Tribe Called Quest. Anyway, I mean, there's a million that I'm leaving out that are, no offense to the Migos, way better. But, dude's making money. They came out at a time where their music was popular, their sound, their vibe, and they were kind of, I'm not going to say revolutionary, but they were part of the, I mean, people call them mumble rappers, but that kind of music. They were, you could put them in that group of people that pioneered this style of music. So, you know, the young ones, they love them. I think I saw a lot of people like defending them when this was going on about them being the best group. I don't think any of them were over 16, but... You know what it is what it is. The little kids or high school kids, high school boys, high school girls, high school men, high school women, whatever you want to call them, you know, they like music too. I wasn't trying to degrade them by calling them little boys and little girls because, I mean, you get 15, 16, you can hold your own. <laughs> At least I thought I could. Well, I knew I could. And a lot of other people can too. Anyway, I digress. Let's undigress. Congrats to him. Getting, going back and doing something like that is very important and you know the, the kids or the young adults that are listening to the Migos and people like that and see that he went back and got his high school diploma that means a lot you know that's showing them like hey you can do this stay in school while you're here then you don't have to go back you know later on when you're trying to do other things and get this high school diploma so that was really cool on his part Showing, you know, that he can be a role model. He did something for himself and he knew other people were going to talk about this and people were going to be paying attention that he did this kind of accomplishment or completed this kind of accomplishment. Check that goal off the bucket list. So congrats to him. It's awesome on all levels. Before we get to Kyle, let's get a word from our sponsor and then we'll kick it to Mr. Salazar. And it doesn't matter where you are, Illinois, Texas. Vermont, wherever, you always need home improvements. Well, lucky for us in Illinois, the Illinois Valley, Olson Construction is here to help. Whether it's a light fixture or a kitchen remodel, the family-owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty. Olson Construction specializes in roofing, siding, windows, doors, deck designs, remodels, garage additions, and room additions. Owner Keith Miles has been in construction for over 10 years and is willing and able to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the way. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction, which is fully licensed and insured at 815-910-5982. The company can also be contacted via Facebook at the Olson Construction LLC page or by email olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Edge of URC podcast can be heard all over the place. Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. If you want to shoot us an email with any suggestions, 
recommendations for guests, any kind of thing that you want to. Podcast at gmail.com is how you do that. And on social media, Podcast on Facebook and EdgeofYourCP on Twitter. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. I don't think I said my name earlier. I got to get better at that. Sometimes I don't even say it at all. Then I say it at the end. I'm thinking everybody knows who I am. But hopefully we got new listeners, new people checking this out and don't know who I am. Don't know about Edge of Your Seat Podcast. So, you know, moving forward, we'll try to move that to the beginning. But Brandon LaChance, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thank you for listening. Always much appreciated. Now let's get to Kyle Salazar. Great guest. Great conversation. Until next time, peace. I don't know how much you know me, but about a year and a half ago, actually it was, yeah, almost two years ago, I took off to Texas, met a bunch of cool people, then I came back to Illinois, and as I've been here, still chat with the people that I met in Texas quite frequently by playing on the PlayStation, little Call of Duty, actually a lot of Call of Duty. And my guest right now, I met through a friend in Texas by playing Call of Duty. Of course, I am talking about Kyle Salazar. How's it going, Kyle? Pretty good, pretty good. First of all, you are a beast at Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. I've been playing Call of Duty a lot. How often do you play? Like, say, daily. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty daily with my with my friends. If I have time, yeah. Try and get on every once in a while. We were talking about this as we met each other a couple weeks ago, talking about the different, you know, games of Call of Duty. What are your favorite Call of Duties, and what Call of Duties do you not like? My favorite one has to be Modern Warfare 2. All-time. Ditto. Love that. Second one has to be Black Ops 2. For the third one, I think it'd be like Modern Warfare 3. Okay. Yeah, I love, I love those ones. I wish they would uh, make those again, remaster them or something like that. They do every once in a while have some of the same maps, but the games aren't the same. Yeah, the games aren't the same and it doesn't feel the same anymore. For me, at least. For me, it's like a whole new thing because I haven't played Call of Duty since Ghost. I bought Ghost and hated it and didn't buy one until this Modern Warfare came out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the other ones before Modern Warfare weren't that great. Sort of, kind of. I mean, I played them with my friends. I had fun with it, but it just, I don't know. It didn't feel great for Call of Duty. That's it to me, personally. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like I said, I think you're a beast, and you agreed. You're like, yeah, I am. But um, <laughs> if somebody was about to hop on a Call of Duty like I did just like a month, a month and a half ago is the first time that I played this one. What are some guns, some equipment, some perks, some things that you make sure that you have to, you know, to do the best that you can? Oh, man, I always use the M4. The M4 with, like, a hybrid and... I've been using the 10-round mag on there, which does way more damage, but shoots slower, and you only have 10 shots. So, I mean, you gotta got to hit those shots. What else? I usually use a grip as well to make sure the gun doesn't bounce everywhere when I'm shooting. I forgot which one I use. Well, I don't really use perks. I use the, uh, or no, I do use the perks, but for my score streaks as well, I also have the perks. I don't have score streaks like a UAV or anything, I get more perks each time I get a kill. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Helps. <laughs> it helps way more. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I have not done that. Maybe I should. I like it just because I have more perks. I love having perks to help me. What, uh, what perks do you usually have help you? I forget the name of them, but one, whenever someone's looking at you, 
it like flashes yellow on your screen. Is it like the pulse sensor one? Yeah, I, I just can't remember the name of it. I can't either, and it's in the third set, but I can't remember the name of it either. I really can't remember the perks on this game at all because they just—I don't know. I'm trying to think of them. <laughs> we we fail as Call of Duty players. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember any names for like perks or anything of that sort. You just know what they do. Yeah, I just know what they do. That's all that really matters. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> For sure. Well, the reason I had you come on, you know, I plays, you know, during this COVID-19 corona quarantine, playing a lot more video games than I usually do, but I've been meeting people and stuff like that, but you kind of caught my eye or I guess my ear. You are in high school in Texas and you're a soccer player. Yep. From what I hear, a pretty accomplished one. You had the opportunity to go to an academy in Great Britain, the UK, and instead decided to go to NAIA school. So we'll start with your high school career and how you got involved in the soccer. I've been playing soccer really ever since I was like uh, like six, and I just played it ever since because I, I don't know, I loved it. I've played association. It was just like a little little league soccer. Okay. You did that before high school? Yeah. And then when I got up to high school, of course, I played throughout high school. I've played many different positions besides left back and right back. I played striker, right wing, left wing. Never really played in the midfield because I, I didn't really like that. I, I like being on the, uh, the outsides. What would you prefer, to be on the defense or the offense? Usually for me, I like playing defense because I like being on the 1v1s because I know I'm pretty confident I can take someone on. I mean, I did really good this season doing it as well. You enjoy being the best defender to take on the best strikers? Yep. So in Illinois, soccer is boys' soccer in the fall, girls' soccer in the spring. How does it work in Texas? We play in the winter. Wow. What months does your schedule go? Uh, December through April. So how far did, in the season did you guys get? Did you guys get to the playoffs or like the end of the regular season? We just got to the end of the regular season and then all this stuff happened and we couldn't even play a playoff game. Yeah, so it sucks, but we did pretty good, but sometimes we always come short. I feel like as a team we did really good, but yeah, we just came up short. Senior season coming into it, I'm betting that you had high hopes. How did you feel, you know, from junior to senior year, you improved as a player and things to take on to college? From junior to senior year, it was really different because the junior year, I played uh, left wing and right wing whenever coach needed me to. I was starting junior year. I got moved up sophomore year. Junior year, it was fun because I got to play right wing mostly and somewhat left wing. I almost scored some goals, but mostly I had assists. So, I mean, as long as we got the goal, that was fine. I mean, I helped with some. It was fine. But then this year, coach asked me if I could play left back or right back to match the team's speed and skill. So, I'm like, okay, I'll do that. So, switching from attacking to defending like that, it was kind of kind of hard whenever I had that attacking mindset. I could still go up. Like, I could still go in for crosses or cross it in and whatnot. This season, I actually almost scored a goal from defense. I took the ball from R20 to their 
20 and I was about to take a shot, but I didn't because I didn't want to feel selfish. I should have taken the shot, but it was kind of weird transferring from offense to defense like that. I got you. So you had a little, like, team compassion there. Like, yeah, I could take this, but, you know, I'll dish it off. Yeah. What I like about soccer is there's only a couple people that are really scoring, but every person on the field is important. As you're talking about, like, hey, I can shut this person down or, you know, help side defense or stuff like I say help side because I'm a basketball guy, so I'm using a basketball term. But you know what I'm talking about. And the way the midfield, the attackers, the defense all coincide on the good teams, like, that's how you win games. Just talk about that going into soccer. Was that kind of a reason that you liked it and want to keep playing? Yeah, I do like uh, the teamwork and how everyone's important for it. Because, I mean, everyone gets the ball. Everyone has to do something with the ball. They have to make good choices. They have to be intelligent of the sport of soccer to know where the ball goes so then we don't mess up or give the ball away. It's just like a team thing, and you have to be able to see where your teammates are and know where they are, what they're going to do. It's hard at first, but you get used to it after a while. After playing for so many years, I've gotten used to it. Is high school over for you guys now? Yeah, basically we're doing online schooling. You know, I've talked to coaches and a few players in the Illinois area. I wonder if it's any different where you're at. I mean, it's got to be cool being home. You probably... Actually, today is beautiful in Illinois, but I know you guys have had pretty nice weather for a while. Has being home, instead of having to go to school, how have you felt about that with the good weather and being able to do things in Texas? For the online schooling, I kind of hate my Chromebook isn't working, so I can't do my schoolwork. So I had to email the teachers and ask them for paper copies, so we're getting that this week. I'd rather have paper copies than do it on the Chromebook because my Chromebook's messing up. But the weather here is hot. <laughs> yeah, today is like 100, and yeah. yeah. Other than that, I do like the weather. We've been getting some, I me mean, personally, I like cloudy weather. I like when it rains. I like when it storms. For me, that's like the nice weather right there because I love it because it's also like cool, perfect. When we were talking about when we were going to do this, you said you had to go for a run. So you're running in 100-degree heat? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, I kind of like being in the heat more than being in the cold, honestly. I I grew up with, like, uh, being in a cold house, and I absolutely hated it, so I kind of grew to, like, heat more. So you like heat more, but you also, when it comes to heat, you like the cooler heat when it's raining. Yep. I mean, that makes sense. When you put it like that, like, yeah, I like heat, but I like the cooler heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you originally from Texas? Have you ever been anywhere else? Uh, yeah, I'm originally from Texas, and no, I haven't. This is uh, the farthest I've been in Texas was, I think, San Antonio, and we really haven't been out of state besides visiting MacU. What town do you live in in Texas? Burke Burnett. So how far is that from San Antonio? I think it was like six hours, eight hours. And if you have not been to Texas, like going from one side, actually north-south to Texas is like, what, 12 hours, 13? It's, it's, a, it's a long way. <laughs> yeah, it's a long I, drive. I, I can't remember like the hours, how far it is. I know some other places, like, they tell the time by the miles, and we just say, like, 
how many hours it'll be getting there. Gotcha. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know some of my friends that aren't here, I ask them, like, how long it's going to take for them to go somewhere. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's like so-and-so miles. And I'm like, but do you know the time? <laughs> yeah, because time and miles aren't always the same. It used to be like, you know, a minute a mile. That's not really the case anymore. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I can't I can't do that. I mean, I've grown up with the the hours and stuff like that. So if someone tells me how many miles, I'm just like, uh, yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't even know what you mean, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so before we advance to where you're going to college what high school are you graduating from Berkner high school okay i didn't know if they had there's a couple towns down there where i was around have like two or three in the same city so i didn't know if that was what was up with you so leaving burke high school you know after you graduate in may or june hopefully you get a ceremony don't know if you will hopefully you do if you don't edge of your seat podcast Wishes you the best moving forward, and congratulations on graduating, that's for sure. And now you're going to move on to Mid-America Christian University in Oklahoma City. You have to be pumped for that. Oh, yeah. I, I'm really excited to be part of that team because uh, they recently won the NAIA championship. So you're going to, like, a squad, not just a school to play some soccer. You're going to a squad, like a legit team. Oh, yeah. They're, they're a really good team. They even got a ring for winning. That ring looks amazing. We're going to get one this year. Uh, you already have your sights on jewelry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to win that ring. I trust the coach's recruiting process and everything instead of the players. Because, I mean, who wouldn't? They they won the championship. So they the coaches know what they're talking about and what they see about players. Was that the only selling point, or what else brought you to that school? Uh, it was close to home as well, and they're mainly for business as well. All right, we'll get to your uh, preferred studies in a second, but how long of a drive is it from Burke to MacU? Uh, about two hours. And how many miles is that? Oh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> I just thought I would ask after our previous conversation about miles and hours. Uh, man, I don't know. You can't ask me that because I don't know how many miles that is. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> so what are you going to study at MacU? Uh, business and sports management. Awesome. What got you into that field? Why do you want to do that? My sophomore year, there was a class at our school that was business and marketing, and I took it. Loved it, thought it was pretty fun, thought it was pretty neat, and so then I just got into business. And junior year, they actually took the class out because not that many people did it, but that doesn't matter. I still think it's interesting. Gotcha. So with that, as your major, you get a degree, what kind of job field or what do you want to do with that as a job? I'm going to try and be a, a sports agent. I just, I just think that's that'll be pretty cool. I think I'll like it a lot. So you're just going to try to recruit a bunch of soccer players to represent? Yeah. I think it would be pretty neat because I like soccer, and I could continue doing that as well with the sports agent, you know, just working with players. Oh, that would be awesome, definitely. 
I didn't mean to laugh, but I already know you're all about soccer and not really into any other sports. So I'm like, he's just going to have a stable of all soccer players. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What is it about other sports that you either don't like or are not interested? Because you're all about soccer and really don't have a second favorite sport. Most of my family is Spanish or Mexican, whatever you want to call it. And then on my mom's side, they're Italian. So, I mean, I kind of grew up with soccer. And my dad grew up with uh, football. So he watches football. And he, he used to play football and soccer in high school whenever he was in high school. For football, I like it, but... I watch it with them as well, but I don't know. Just not into playing it, I guess. And you're kind of a smaller kid, right? Oh, yeah. How tall are you? I'm like 5'7". So 5'6 and a half? Yeah, somewhere around there. (laughs) And how much do you weigh? Probably like 140, 150. Yeah, that says soccer player, not football player. (laughs) Yeah, no. But for me, that doesn't really matter for me because one of the best players in the world, Messi, he's he's also pretty small. And when he gets on that field, he just he's a beast. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I was just comparing soccer size to football size. But when it comes to soccer, man, the smaller, skinny guys are just as good as the taller guys. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Oh, yeah. But for football, bigger players, taller, everything like that. Yeah, for football, you either have to be super, super fast in like 5'10 to about 6'5, or you have to be incredibly huge, like 325 pounds in 6'5. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Even the running backs are, you know, they might be 5'7, 5'9, but they're also 225 pounds of muscle. Yeah, and really fast, too. It's like, it's hard to bring them down. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. No doubt about that. Were there other schools that you were looking at playing besides Mid-America Christian University? Oh, yeah. Mid-America was my first offer, but there were other schools looking at me as well. I had some in New Mexico, South Carolina, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Kansas, everywhere. So you were like uh, highly recruited. Yeah, I was highly watched. Or I was watched by a lot of schools, but I don't know. I just thought Mid-America would be the best choice. You were mentioning other schools in the States. Did you ever think about, you, you just said like Pennsylvania, stuff like that. Did you ever think about getting out of your area, try to something new? I was really thinking, because I think there was one in Wisconsin as well, near Green Bay. They asked me if I wanted to come up there for a visit, and I don't think we had enough money to do that. But I would love—I would have loved to went up there and just look around. So I was looking at that school, and then and also the Tennessee one. Those were like the only two schools, really. The schools in Wisconsin or Tennessee would have blown your mind if you've never really been out of Texas. The environment and. The, I guess, structure of the states and weather-wise, it is completely different. Oh, no. I would have probably been like, oh, my God, this is way different. I would have probably, like, freaked out for a couple of seconds. Probably would have been wearing a hoodie in August. Did I do that now? What do you mean? (laughs) Nice, nice. But August here can be cold sometimes. I've seen it snow in Wisconsin in August. Yeah, I know, that's what I don't get. I'm like, you know, I don't know how I feel about that because here in Texas, where I live, I don't 
I don't see a whole bunch of snow. I don't see a whole bunch of snow or anything like that because here it's just, I don't know, weird, really weird weather. We got to have four seasons in one day. I was surprised about that because of the different seasons. Like when you think about Texas, you're thinking hot, cactuses, desert area. But actually where you're at, northern Texas, is way different. Like there's a bunch of seasons. It does rain. It can't get cold. Like I had a hoodie when I was down there. I don't think I wore a jacket because I was there in like August. No, I was there in uh, October and November. And I was wearing a hoodie. I was cold. And I was like, I thought that this was going to be hot year-round, every day, all day. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's weird. Texas weather is really weird, but get used to it. Trust me, Midwest, Wisconsin, Illinois, the weather is always weird as well. So you might have got used to it, but it would have been a little colder. Yeah, no, I, I, just, I just can't do cold weather at all. So with you saying that, you were probably smart to go to OKC instead of Wisconsin. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I thought about the weather, and I'm like, I don't really want to be in that type of weather up there. I'm not used to it, and I hate being cold. Absolutely hate being cold. I like being hot, or at least warm. So that surprises me that you even thought about going to a school in Wisconsin. Yeah, I was really surprised, too. <laughs> But I guess I can understand you wanted to see something different. Yep. I wanted to see something different, but it was also very, very far away from home. Speaking of different and far from home, not only were you approached by schools in the States, but you had an opportunity to go to an academy overseas, right? Yeah. And that was the I2I Academy in Great Britain, UK? Yeah. I still couldn't find where they're located, but yeah. I know, because you originally said Liverpool, and then you're like, no, I don't think it's Liverpool, but I don't know where. I was, like, way off. I was just thinking Liverpool because the soccer team, and I was just like, oh, you know, that'd be pretty cool. But, no, I still can't find where they're located at, but, you know, all I know is they're in the U.K., and I would absolutely love to go there. doesn't matter where. So what made you decide not to go there? They did have trials here in Dallas, and so they invited me to come down. Because they thought I would be a perfect or a good fit there. And I asked my parents if we could go down there. And they're they like, no, not right now because we don't have enough money. And so I was like, dang. But to move there for soccer, I definitely would. I don't know why I wouldn't move that far in the States, but would move over there. It, it's probably just because how more uh, more popular soccer is over there here so that's kind of like why i would rather go there and play soccer yeah because soccer is probably their number one sport oh yeah no doubt about it and they'd be calling it football not soccer and yeah that'd take me some time to get used to i'm actually on their website trying to look it up and you're right it's like impossible to find yeah i couldn't find it and i didn't know where it was I can see where they got, like, tryouts in San Diego, San Francisco, Sacramento, and they've all been canceled because of the coronavirus. But, yeah, I don't see where it is located at all. Yeah, I, I really I really don't know. Couldn't tell you. I found it. I found it. North Yorkshire, United North. Kingdom. Ah. So wherever North Yorkshire is, 
They wanted you to come out there. Yep. Or at least go to a tryout to see if they wanted you out there. Yeah, it's a Dallas. They sent me an email. They're like, hey, we have trials in Dallas. We think you'd be a perfect fit for our team. So come on and try. I'm like, man, I wish. That's got to make you feel good as a soccer player to have that many United States colleges and an overseas academy think about you about joining a team. Yeah, I mean, I was just in shock by that. I'm like, oh, my God. I just got recognized by somewhere in the UK and and other places here as well. I mean, I didn't know I was that good, to be honest, because, I mean, I still still mess up sometimes, and I I can work on those. But now... Senior year, I've gotten way better at all that stuff. And I still need to work on some stuff, like my left foot, fundamentals. But I have gotten better as a player. It it really gave me confidence about playing soccer even more. I mean, just knowing how much you've been recruited gives me confidence in you as a soccer player. Yeah. (laughs) I have a lot of people that believe in me for soccer. It's really, it's great. Uh, I like it. Like, I have my own little fan base. Do you have a fan club? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Do you have a Wikipedia page? I wish. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Maybe now, if some of your friends hear this podcast, they'll be like, you know what? He doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Let's make him one. <laughs> uh, that'd, be, that'd be pretty funny. I think that'd be pretty funny and pretty cool at the same time, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It does. Well, Kyle, I want to thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It has been awesome speaking with you about some soccer, about your decisions going to NAIA college instead of a bunch of choices that you could have went. I'm really happy for you, man. Sounds like you got everything lined up and to do what you want to do. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you.